Welcome back to another edition of the Hooper's Almanac. On today's episode, we are going to be demystifying the in-season tournament the NBA has put together this year. Uh, players don't really know what it's about. Coaches seem to know what it's about, but maybe don't care as much. Uh, the announcers sure as shit don't seem to know what's going on. So we're going to try to explain to you guys uh, from the best of our knowledge uh what the in-season tournament is all about, our thoughts on it in general, whether or not we think it's a good idea, what are some things that's doing you know, well, some areas that could be improved for future installments, um, and also talk about some of the teams we like, just because now you know it is a tournament, so we might as well dive in and give our predictions as well. So kind of a full suite focused podcast on this NBA in-season tournament. Hope you guys enjoy. Um, before we get going, let's bring in our friends from Green Top. We are back. Mitch and I have been trying to save our thoughts on this highly debated in-season tournament for when <laughs> we're actually recording. Uh, the amount of times that we were starting to spew ideas back and forth and we're just like, <laughs> we just need to hit record. Um, <laughs> we're many. So looking forward to talking about this in-season tournament, Mitch. It's caused a lot of vitriol on on the Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter, if we want to keep saying that the the wow. entire time, every time we reference that platform. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's been quite an interesting time to be an NBA fan, sit back and watch some of the discourse, get involved in a little bit of it as well, more private channels. Uh, but excited to hear your thoughts and talk about this, uh, you know, new thing the NBA is doing this year. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh I'm still mentally recovering after yesterday, after the Mizzou loss, but you know, it's okay. Mm, Thanks yeah. SEC refs for uh, just, you know, showing your true support about hating Mizzou forever and ever. Um, God, it's miserable. It's not even, it's just so blatant now. Anyways, not the point. We're not talking about college football today. Uh, no, I, I am going to be the, I think I'm in the minority and I think I love the in-season tournament. Like I mm. was very confused slashed slashed. Uh, slash uh, kind of like negative on it when it first announced, but I love the idea of it now and what it can grow into being. And yeah. so like, you know, they, every time a commercial shows like what the in-season tournament, whenever it's Richard Jefferson, just talking about the in-season tournament, like they always talk about, Oh, compare it to like the Euro- the European soccer leagues. Yes. And that's what makes it so interesting. However, the difference is that European soccer leagues also have like these, like minor league teams coming up and playing against these big boys. That's the NBA doesn't have that. We're not throwing the G league teams out there, which I'm going to get into that too. But my point mm-hmm. still is, I think there's growth pop possibilities with this in season tournament. And I think there is a lot of, this is just a starter for it, which makes me excited. Um, but yeah, I still think there's a lot of growth opportunities with just this tournament uh, coming in. So I am positive about it. I am encouraged by it. Um, and I think it, yeah, uh, I don't, it, what it adds a game or two to your, like in regular season, congratulations. Instead of playing 82, you'll play like 84 if you make it that far. But like, I still love the fact that these games, this is just a thing that's happening. Yeah. It's a nice shakeup. I think in general, I think the long-term ROI of this is pretty high. It's just, 
it's tough at the beginning to message. You have to teach NBA fans. You have to teach NBA players and coaches and whatever about this whole thing. And I, you know, I think it probably could be done a little bit better. Um, there are some execution uh, from a design and marketing perspective that I don't think is great. Right. Uh, and we can get into some of the other stuff on like, what are teams actually getting out of this? And is it reaching the net result of our teams and players going to end up trying more for this tournament. Um, Now, I think, I think that was the goal. I think there are other benefits the NBA sees from this is just, can we get fans more excited in the regular season and get more viewers, which I, as a pessimistic uh, person toward, uh, you know, trying to uncover the, the underlying capitalist (laughs) uh, motivations of this from the uh, NBA. I think that's honestly their main reason. And they're saying it's, it's Mm -hmm. to get players to care. Um, but I think those can kind of work in tandem, right? If players care more, maybe the fans care more. Uh, so maybe that's their goal. Anyways, all to say is I think there are definitely, definitely flaws as it stands right now, which we can dive into, but I totally agree with you that I think it's a good idea in general and over the course of, you know, next year, the year after, I think it'll continue to improve and, and be exciting. But even right now I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, like we can shit on the courts. Like that's what everyone, me and Susanna broke down the math here. So the NBA designed the, or whoever designed these elaborate courts that all look that they all have the same design, but they're just like all different colors. It's, they look like dog shit that I think you, and I've heard like 14 yes. other people say this is like, it looks like a 10 year old on 2k created this, these courts. Mm-hmm. And guess what, Aaron, they're only going to be using them for two games. That's what's annoying. Like a team spent like money on these courts for just two games it's kind of wild to me but like that's something that will be fixed like the nba is going to see that and be like okay we can switch this up we can like not pull like the all green like i'm actually excited about the celtics court like that one i'll be like okay this actually doesn't look terrible okay yeah yeah like of course there's like there are very few like oh my god this is incredible there i think the majority of them are like i want to throw up and like i don't like the I did not love the Nuggets one. Was not a fan. Nope. But was not a fan right. of the Thunder one. Sorry, Evan. The Bulls in the Heat were a disgusting red. Like, yes. was not a fan at all. So I think there's, yeah, there's like parts to tweak of it. And on like the, like you said, the marketing side of things, but even like on the incentive side of things, because I know, so you have what the incentives are on all this, because I only remember mm-hmm. the coaching side of things, because what was like the player incentives on it? So yeah, it's up to $500,000 for the winning players and coaches. Okay. Um for the champions, right? Right. But it kind of goes down after that in descending order. Uh I think the runners up get $200,000, a semifinalist, so the top 4, final 4 get $100,000, a quarterfinalist uh which I believe is just anybody who makes that um right. that knockout stage out of the groups uh is $50,000 per person. So uh, I think that includes coaches as well. And then there's a pool money as well for assistant coaches. Um, it's a separate thing that I think is worth like three fourths of the winning coaches total. So mm-hmm. however much the coaches get, uh, those assistant coaches will be getting 75% of that. Um, so I think that's, you know, kind of nice for these assistant coaches for these bench and roll guys. I think this could be motivation um, for sure. Is Nicole Jokic really going to care uh, about, you know, uh, five hundred thousand dollars. Maybe he will in comparison. For his horses, 
for his yeah. horses, he'll care about it. Yes, that's I think right. He will. Yep, this is a free horse. You're right. Um, I think there are some other players who probably won't care as much, but um, I, you know, it's good that there's something. I think if you want to get into incentives now, like, do you feel like there's a better option that would motivate players or would be more intriguing from an NBA fan perspective? So. Aaron, do you remember what like the MLB did for like the All-Star game to make it like somewhat like competitive? Remember what they used to do for the All-Star game? How it was like whoever won it, yep. like whatever league won it got home court advantage or like home field yep. advantage in like the World Series. They should do something along that lines. Like, I guess if your conference wins it, you should have home court advantage in some sort of way like that. Or like if you're a team, you should have home court and like you're good enough, like and you're in that top six and not in the play-in, like you should have home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Like, I think that should be something. Um, Rob Perez, good old worldwide Bob, uh, came up with this idea too. He's like, but if you finish outside of like the top 10, so you're even outside the playing game, you should be the 10 seed. Like, so say if like the Magic end up as the 11 seed, they should be the automatic 10 seed if they won like the in season tournament. Hmm. And because I feel like, one, if you're winning the in season tournament, you should be guaranteed like a play in spot. And that's what he's kind of saying too. Cause like if you're shown up, and like you've played hard throughout this tournament, I feel like you should be rewarded in some sort of way, even to win the have that quote unquote opportunity to win the NBA title. Um, now, do we remember if any ten seeds have ever made it out of the plan? Aaron, the answer is no. The ten seed never has ten seed made it out close, of the plan. Close, but nothing yet. Yep. Close, correct. Um, the other thing was, uh, yeah, and so I I just think there's I think there's ways to incentivize it more for players like the star players. Like Tatum's not going to care about five hundred thousand dollars. Actually, it's five hundred thousand dollars. I like to think they care about it a little bit. Could, they can give Half it to someone. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. But like, I still think that there's there is an interest. I'm trying to figure out like what we can give here. Like maybe some sort of draft capital. Like like you you could get like one of like a late round mm. first pick. Like, I like that. Like you could get like if you won the tournament, you should get like the twentieth pick in the first round. So nothing like nothing like lottery. But yeah. you're not like back end, like you're still the back end, but you're not like in the terrible like 30s. Interesting. I think so. I think that could be something that could be invested. I mean, like looked at too, because it's it builds off of what your success was during the regular season. I think that should be that's like the goal here is because like you're trying to decentivize tanking um, on that kind of side of things and decentive. And I feel like the play in tournaments doing that a little bit because it's trying to gauge interest from like players and seeing how hard they're actually going to play but i think it also de- it, it increases the idea of like hey you could get a first round pick out of this tournament and like for teams like say the nut i mean not the nuggets like the clippers who have zero first round picks anymore like they could use this as a chance yeah. to go get a win themselves a first round pick yeah it's tricky i think to break down all of those ideas one by one the uh the throw home court the home court in the NBA finals idea I like. I think that is a simple solution. I don't know why leagues have turned away from that, right. like the MLB. I've always thought that was interesting. And I think since they are broken up in groups by conference, I think that makes a lot of sense. If you're knocked out, you continue to cheer for your conference. Let's say you're Denver, you get upset in the knockout stage. Um, it's cool to support your conference, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously you're rooting for another team to kind of, uh, win and, and and benefit you in the long run if you hope to make the championship. So I like right. that idea. Um, now, if you're in, you know, that only matters for certain teams, like 
you could say, all right, let's say the Pacers make a run. You know, I love love the Pacers. I don't think they'll be making the NBA finals this year. So at that point, you know, are they more incentivized by the money probably than the uh, than the NBA finals uh, home court advantage? So I think that's a potential flaw. I actually don't. What was that second idea you had mentioned again? It was like, so say, yeah. So say if you're like, so say if like the uh, like Detroit Pistons somehow won the play in tournament. Like they go on a run and then they win every Tuesday and Friday night and uh, they, but they end up being the 11th seed in at the end of the season, they get the automatic 10 seed. Here's a few things I don't like about that. One, okay. I think it further devalues non in-season tournament, regular season games. Hmm, okay. Uh, because all of a sudden now the Pistons don't really have to give a shit about any of the regular season games. And then you get into resting, making sure you're ready for that play in tournament thinking we're probably not going to be better than a, a sixth, uh, you know, a seventh seed anyways, and get out of this play in tournament. Um, so why don't we just take the automatic 10 and, and rock with this and make sure we stay healthy? Um, vice versa, it knocks out the teams that try the rest of the regular season, but kind of got unlucky in this in season tournament for mm-hmm. one game and then all of a sudden you know you're normally scheduled by record 10 seed or nine seed is knocked out um just because they didn't make that knockout stage of the in-season tournament or maybe they got you know unlucky and lost a game um so i don't i don't like how that devalues non-in-season tournament yeah. regular season games i i think i think that is a you know a potential downside to that one yeah that's fair um what do you think about the draft pick idea? I like the draft pick idea. Uh, I think that's really cool. I think the difference is the NBA's stated goal is to motivate players in teams to win regular season games and try. Teams and organizations will certainly be motivated by the uh, instance of a draft pick. But I don't know if uh, individual players might be because that means maybe somebody's coming from your job. Um, you know, you're bringing in new Fair. talent. If you're a role guy, like, why am I working my ass off as the eighth man in this rotation? Uh, and I'm 34. And now this 18, 19 year old kid is coming in at the 20th pick. And all of a sudden my job is in question next year. Um, well, and so, so the other thing, the other thing I, is I think from I think a player perspective, that's tricky. That's fair. I think you still have the money idea though. Like you can't take out like that aspect that's of true. it. You, you, I think this would just be like an add on. So like I'm in, you're right. I think the there is that like motive of like okay, I want to. It's like keeping my job, but I also feel like there's the idea of like you know playing for your job. So I feel like that would be like important That's true. On that end too. Um, yeah, plus, I mean, it, but th- then you play poorly in an in-season tournament championship loss, and then you're like, ah, oh, this guy didn't perform when we wanted it, but hey, we got this draft pick to use. I mean. It's I don't know how organizations think to that level. I would like to think they probably take the, you know, the larger picture into account. But um, I don't know if I were in that situation, it would it would be a stressful factor for me. That's fair. I think the uh, other thought is I feel like most teams at this point, they have some expiring contract that they're looking at and like they end in their rotation already. And so I'm thinking if not two or three. So I'm thinking like if you're trying to compete for like these games, if you're actually going to try to compete for like this in-season tournament, you're also thinking about next year. Yeah. But also like the other thing is I don't think people are like thinking that far ahead, like in December. Like I feel like from like, if you're thinking about next year's draft already in December, you're already have lost the in-season tournament at that point. 
I think if you're that 20th pick, you're you have some great 20th picks. I mean, you have great like back end of first round draft picks that have come through the NBA history, but there's still like the lesser chance those guys are going to come complete or come out to anything in that first year. So I think there's, yeah, there's you're right. There's like a line that like you can like play around with it, especially if you are like that eight or ninth guy in a rotation. But I still think there's still could be a level of interest even with it too. Plus, who doesn't want to go to Vegas? Who doesn't want to, who wouldn't want to play in Vegas? That's also true. Yep. Um, if from an organizational perspective, you know, let's say it's a Denver Boston in season mm. tournament final. Uh, these are teams that are pushing for championships, probably don't need an extra first round draft pick. The rest of the league is going to be pretty mad at that. But the argument is you got to beat them then like beat them in this in season tournament. But I think on the flip side, it does help from a competitiveness perspective to help these middling or lower teams in the NBA really try in this, at least in this forum, rather than saying, you know, we can still just tank for our draft pick, but Hey, you can be bad the rest of the regular season if you want, but during this, this point of the regular season, it actually behooves you to try and go out and win games. So I I think it helps from that perspective. I just see the flip side of, all right, this awesome team, uh, you know, sort of the rich gets richer um, paradox there with the Nuggets or the Celtics or the Lakers adding a first round pick. The, the, and you're right about that. I think the other part of it is like Celtics and Lakers just don't have a first round pick too. So that'd be like an incentive for them is like trying to totally those. So, but you're, so I, I think you're right on that end of it. Uh, but, and so that's what, like, that's the part of me that like wants me to like that. I feel like that'd be an important part to it too. The other thing is, so going back to like the play in slash like automatic like bid into like the play in tournament. Yeah, there always are. I feel like there's a few of those teams that are like just outside the play in or just like make the just make the play in. Um, that always have like one or two key injuries to like their team. Like last year, I feel like the Pelicans could have been. I mean, I know the Pelicans like made the play in. Did they? Yeah. Wait, am I blanking? Did they? Make uh, no, I think they were right outside of it, but let me double check. Well, and that's what I I'm think they lost to... in the first game of the play in, actually. But let me double check. Okay. But either way, I feel like the Pelicans. Like last year, you throw them like that first like bef- three months of the season, they might have had the chance to win the play in, and they would not have even. But they're not. They're not going to make. Sorry, they would have won the. In- they might have won the in season tournament if it was a thing last year, but they wouldn't. Make, they didn't make the play in, and so like the idea of like getting that team the opportunity. Like, listen, we were so hot to start the season, mm-hmm. and we have this now automatic bid. I think that you're right. That might decentivize the idea of like, okay, we already made the play in. Like, why would we try anymore the rest of the season? I guess that's fair. But I think it also helps with the idea of like, hey, if you have like a major injury that like kind of restrains you for like the next two or three months after the, like, I think there's like a part of it that like, okay, we still have an extension to our season after the regular season. So we can like work to get these guys back. Pelicans were a nine seed last year, lost that first game at home to the Thunder. Uh, and were eliminated so ended up being the 10 seed in the final standings but yeah i mean they would fall right in that group you're right they would be the team at this point they were peaking last year and uh you know they're peaking again this year or the jazz that's a good point they were able to stay in the playing picture but yeah the jazz of last year they were the ended up the 12th seed in the playoffs Pacers were started so hot last year too and then halibur got hurt yep uh, so, I mean, it's a good point. Uh, and you're those are those teams right around. I mean, the question is, can you string off uh, 
I don't know how many wins it would be, seven or eight wins out of 10, like 10 games or so uh, in this playing tournament is kind of what you got to do. I think even for these teams, it's that, that's still a lot to ask. So uh, sure. it'll be interesting just, you know, in this first year, who's going to end up those final four teams. Um, my initial thought preseason before I even started doing more research into the format was that it seems like a good opportunity for one of these middle teams to kind of make a run. Uh with any tournament just because it is a one game tournament rather than a series um, as is the normal playoffs. But I don't know. It's just hard now to see how good the nuggets and the Celtics have been that it's, it's hard to square anybody beating them (laughs) in this tournament. I feel like we might just end up with a finals preview in this shit. And then it's like, why are we even talking about the Pacers and all these other teams making a run? (laughs) Well, and Aaron, I think you just chose the right time to make a podcast. The truthfully, between the two of it's us, true. I, I feel like we're we're in year three. Both of our teams have made the finals. One of them has won. They've been so fucking good every year. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Like you had to. That first year was tough, you know, with Murray being out from all all of it, and then like, yep. and me losing uh, the Celtics losing to the Warriors. But like, we we chose the right time for our, our two teams to make a podcast. So it's uh, that's right. so. Let, you want to go through all the groups real quick and like kind of like yeah. choose our winners. And so, yep. yeah. So for those who don't know, if you don't know what the in-season tournament is, do go look it up. NBA.com honestly does a great breakdown of it. Uh, but there's three groups of five teams. Winners of each group eight moves on. And then like there's the wild card team who is the best record. So it's like baseball for like 10 years ago, basically. Like before baseball decided to change up its playoff rules. Uh, and whoever's the best record of the other whatever – 13, 12 teams. I can't do math. Other 11 teams uh, that are left who weren't one. Whatever. Not the point. Anyways, there's four teams that make it from each conference. I can't talk right now. Thank you. I made it there. It it got there. Um, Limping there with the math, as always. Truly did. Again, (laughs) thank God I didn't major in math. Um, But, yeah, so let's just go through them all. Let's go, like, East Group A. Um, It's Philly. Cleveland, Atlanta, Indiana, Detroit. Who who do you have one in that one? So again, we should mention that there are a few few teams that have played their first oh, game sure. so far. Um, those teams in this group will have been the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. Indiana won a close one. Uh, they beat Cleveland now, I think, two or three times already this year. I think um, been, I think that was. Let me double check because I think that was the first time. They beat them the first time, I think, with a pretty injured uh, Cavs team. Um, yeah. Then they, they beat, beat them when they were more healthy. And then I Holy think shit, this is seen... the third time they've played. Yeah. That's wild. So they literally, they'll only play each other one more time this year. That's wild yep. to me. But they played, they beat them again in the game that matters. Uh, they were on their home floor, Indiana. Um, so they're currently leading the group right now with that one win. The rest of the teams have not played. Um, so, Indiana is slightly favored. I personally like Philly. Philly was the pre-game, uh, pre-tournament favorite. Uh, they play Indiana at home. They play Cleveland at home, which are the, I think they're the two toughest teams they're going to have to face in this group. Um, I like where Philly is right now. I think they've been a weird team. I'll, I think generally we were down on them preseason. But I like what Nurse has done in early returns so far and getting Joel Embiid engaged offensively in different ways. Maxi has been awesome. I like the added depth that they have gotten out of this Harden trade. And in general, I think I kind of just like the vibe of this team, the way they're playing together. They're playing tough on defense. They're getting out and running in transition. Um, I think this team's awesome. And as much as I love Indiana, I just don't think they have the defensive 
uh, chops right now that Philly does. So I, I like Philly in that matchup with the size, with defense. So if they can win that, you know, I think the group is, again, kind of a toss up. Um, so I'll personally take Philly, but uh, I think Indiana's, you know, right there as well. And like two of my least favorite teams are in this damn division, like the Sixers and the Hawks. I can't stand the Hawks. God. Yeah, the Hawks have won four in a row, right? And that's who I'm taking. That's who I. That's who I'm picking, like to win this group too. And it and it bothers the hell out of me. Um, you're right about Philly. They do have they. Even with since the beginning of the year, like Philly has looked like good. Like it's it mm-hmm. sucks that they look good because they even were playing down basically down one of their stars. But it didn't matter because Tyrese Max is like, hey, I'm just gonna go average 30 a game real quick here, uh, and like to show that I'm not like I can carry on uh, the outside scoring. Um, and I still think that they, I think, I think they hold off on a trade until like January, so it doesn't matter like during this in season tournament. But they, uh, they did, they get, they got the right kind of depth uh, for mm-hmm. like the beginning of the year, especially on that wings, and then you see Tobias Harris kind of like. Looking like good Tobias Harris. I think that's the key to it. Like it looks like Clippers version of Tobias Harris where he's actually like feeling involved in the offense. And so um, I think Philly's a great choice. I'm taking Atlanta because Atlanta is hot and it bothers me. But Atlanta looks really good. Um, yeah, they're they're an interesting team, right? They've strung off uh, four straight wins now. After losing two, the first two games of the year, yeah. Right. And fairly impressive wins at Milwaukee. We were kind of previewing that game very briefly on our last podcast, beat Minnesota at home, um, kind of a bullshit game against Washington, but they took care of business. And then at New Orleans, big win there uh, just yesterday. The interesting thing for them, I think I mentioned him last podcast is Jalen Johnson has really come on. Uh, He's playing significant minutes. He had 20 plus again last night. He's rebounding really well. Um, they just have if he's rebounding, the John Collins absence is just basically non-existent, and he's a better version of John Collins. Um, so I'm loving that for them, the growth of him. If they can Trey can kind of get right here because he's still had a shaky start. Um, if they can figure out that and Murray together, I think this team is dangerous. I mean, so right now in the odds, they're they're third um behind Indiana and Philly at plus 340. So a pretty good price for you on Atlanta, you also have the benefit of being able to wait until November 14th for them to play their first game. Oh, that's you right. You can wait for all of the hype train to come in on Philly, all of the hype train to come in on Indiana and probably get even better odds on Atlanta. So um, interesting kind of scheduling thing you can use to your advantage there too. Well, here's the other thing I like because their home games, their, their home games are against Philly and Indiana. That's true. They're two home games of the four because they play, they play the Pistons on the road, and then they play. Um, shoot, why am I blanking? Who the team is? I just said it. Uh, and then they play Cleveland the on the road. Yeah. yeah, they play Cleveland, and and the uh, Pistons aren't going to be a you know a rollover team. Philly no. starts at Detroit. That's a trap game. Um, very easily could end my hopes for Philly in this bet. <laughs> um, but you know they're going to be favored in that game on the road. So I would like to think Philly wins, but. Detroit has size. If Cade is hot, he can he can put them through a run. I've liked what we've seen from uh, Thompson so far. Like they've been a fun team. I think they're you know not going to roll over in any of these games. I could see the winner of this group honestly winning. I don't think anybody's going to sweep. I, I think the winner will win three games. 
I could even see the winner winning two, and it comes down to like a massive tiebreaker. I think this group like is really point divided. differential, and that's gonna yeah. be the biggest issue. And I mean, I, that's that's gonna annoy me. That will be the thing that annoys me when there's four teams all tied up two and two. Pistons plus thirteen hundred to win this group. Uh, I wouldn't take it, but it's pretty pricey. So they do have the bigs to just play around with uh, Joel Embiid, which is in Philly game one. Yep, if they win that, I mean those will those will crater down. Uh, the Pistons schedule here. Uh, it is not showing up in my preview graphic. Um, Love that for you. Give me two seconds and I got you. But uh, they um, they are on the road at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They are playing the Hawks at home and they are on the road at Indiana. So if they have home games against Philly yeah, and Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, so, I mean, that's not a bad two games, I guess, to have at home. No, not at all. Both of our teams, of course. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I I like to do. We have two different teams, though. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a fun group. Uh, group B on the East, I think, is a little less exciting. Um, we got the Bucks soundly as the favorite. Uh, they already are on the board with one win, beating the Hawks at home. Or sorry, the Knicks, Knicks. at home. Yeah. Uh, the Heat right now are second in the odds. Uh, the Hornets coming in way back, but still in third place, plus 900 to win the group Knicks already having lost a game uh, obviously a little bit lower there plus 950 and the Wizards closing things out at a very long shot price uh, plus 4,500 if you want to bet on the Washington Wizards Uh, who do you like in this group I mean it's helpful to know that the Bucks have already you know cemented their place here with a win but uh, are you taking the Bucks are you taking the field listen I was I the only team that I thought could like give the Bucks any issue would be the Knicks. I, I think I texted you about this. Like the Knicks mm-hmm. would be the team to the to bother the Bucks, and clearly I was wrong. Uh, yeah, it's the Bucks in this. I think they have this. <laughs> that's the thing about this group. They have two of the worst teams I think in the NBA in the Hornets and the um in the Wizards. And I say that lovingly, knowing the fact that the, the Hornets are at two and three this year. They at least have won two games, and they beat our our Pacers last night. So, yep. uh, yeah, I I think it's the Bucks, and they have. And I and I think you're right. It's this is a group that doesn't look. So, I feel like this isn't really a fun group to watch. But the Bucks have not looked great. They haven't looked as like powerful. And I don't think by December we have the answer to it, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't feel like right. throughout the month of November we have the answers to what's next for the Bucks, and so that's where I hesitate on the answer. But I still think it's the Bucks. I don't want to lay juice with Milwaukee here. It, you know, you're having to pay minus one thirty-five to bet on Milwaukee to win. I sure. just don't think they're trustworthy enough at this point to be saying, you know, they should be the outright favored. Sure. They're going to win this group more than fifty percent of the time, even if. They already have one win on the board. I would actually take the Hornets at plus 900. Um, I don't love the Hornets team, but I just think the value is really good when you don't trust Milwaukee and you don't, I certainly don't trust Miami. Um, And the Hornets right here, looking at their, their schedule, they play the Bucks at home. um, So they have that Mm -hmm. game and they play Miami at home. So the top two teams by odds in this group, Charlotte gets on their home court which I like. I think Charlotte has enough offense uh, to win. They have talent. Uh, it just kind of depends, you know, on the right night, if they're able to put it all together. I think the value is there. If they can beat Milwaukee, um, 
you know, it's certainly an open race from that point. So I, I would take Charlotte just to, I think plus 900 percentile wise, I think is, is better than minus 135 for the Bucks. Amala Ball shooting under 30% from the field this year. Not great. Um, but yeah, we're seeing research- Tyrese Halliburton right at the, uh, right at the end of that game though. You're, you're right, he did. Um, but we're seeing a resurgence from the two former Celtics players in Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, whoever fucking took him out of my out of my streamer portal, like in, on the fantasy draft, I mean, in our NBA fantasy league, I'm pissed. I don't know who it I was. Try, I tried to do it, but um, it didn't work for me either. I had him for two days this week, and then I was like, you know what, I need to drop him, and I'll bring him back later this week. And someone said, fuck you, Mitchell. So uh, whoever that was, you're dead to me. Um, I, I need to actually, I need to look that up like right now and then just like figure out who I'm. Yeah. I mean, for. new contract, PJ Washington, uh, Brandon Miller has, has not been good. And Mark Williams has been awesome for them. Just boarding all day. Uh, and he's scoring pretty well as well off pick and rolls and uh, in the low post. So, uh, I mean, this team is not a very efficient team. They're only shooting 31% from three, uh, under 50% from the field. Um, they play defense. Not the cl- yeah, but they do. They have some players outside of Lamella Ball that play defense most of the time. And, uh, you know, this team, really the core of this team has been together for a few years. That's the other thing. Uh, I, you know, Steve Clifford's been there. Compare that to the Bucks situation, right? New head coach, new star duo. Uh, I don't know. I, I just could, I could see Milwaukee walking into a sleepy Charlotte Hornet, uh, a loss right there. So I'll take Charlotte. I don't hate it. Also, it's Noah. Noah has him. And I... Uh, there you go. I hate it. Damn it. The Bras twins. All right. Um, do we even have to go through Group C? Like, do we have to? I feel like it's... No, we will. Uh, group C for the East. It's Boston, Brooklyn, Toronto, Chicago, Orlando. Tell me Boston why it's not Boston. is the favorite, obviously. Uh you have to lay juice to play them, but I think this is actually appropriately priced. I, I think, you know, the difference between Milwaukee is they actually have won a game in this in-season tournament so far. So maybe that's why they're a little bit heavier favorite than Boston, but minus 125 seems really good for a team that's just been absolutely dominant. Um, I think to win a group, you really only have to win three or four. It's possible they have a lapse somewhere along the way. I think at Orlando, at Toronto, those games in the middle, uh, of this group stage for Boston that I could see them losing one of those, but I think they go three and one at the very worst. And uh, I'd be shocked if another team does that. I, I think this Brooklyn bulls game is the only game of the group that's been played so far. was just, just ugly. Uh, Terrible. Neither, neither one of those teams is very good. Um, I don't think Toronto's very good. Orlando at plus 600 is kind of tempting, uh, especially since they do have Boston at home, but this team has been so inconsistent. Um, so far this year, I don't like. We've had one uh, good Palo game. We've had one yeah, good Palo. Palo's been consistent. They can't shoot free throws. It has been brutal to watch and bet on them when they're just <laughs> missed free throw after free throw. Um, I will happily place my bank account on Boston. Boston, and I I can't give like a unbiased take here just because we the the only thing you could say you're right they could just go three and one. Uh, it, and they, it, the team they would lose to is the Magic, by the way. Like, that's yep. like their kryptonite in Orlando is going to Orlando and we lose to them. Toronto, I, they're, they're, they're like kind of like shifty good. And I like, I hate it. 
Like I was down Scotty's, on them, and I Scotty's playing well. I apologize to Raptors fans um, for being uh, just kind of hateful, and I say that um, with all honesty. I, I am apologizing for that. I say that, but they're also two and four. But um, they they've they've been fun to watch. They've played some. They've and their four losses have not been like, if I remember correctly, haven't been terrible. No. Uh, yeah, they lost I mean, an OT. They lost uh, to Philly twice in not blowout games, and then they did lose to Portland at home. Uh, but their two wins have been Milwaukee and Minnesota. So they haven't had a cupcake schedule. They really haven't gotten embarrassed. Um, they have players that play hard. I don't know. It's just a, it's they're one of those teams that's just kind of strangely, you know, uh, put together with all this positional size. Um, good defensive guys, not a lot of shooting. I could just see them kind of mucking up a game versus Boston. Uh, Boston at some point is going to slip up, right? It just depends if it's going to be in one of these four in-season tournament group games or if it's going to be somewhere else along the line. All right, so before we go on and get out of the Eastern Conference, can I ask the question, when do you think Boston's first loss will be? <laughs> when they pull up their schedule. Because I have it right here. I'll, I'll, I'll walk it through you with you. So they, they go to Minnesota on Monday. It could be it, but Minnesota's coming off a huge win against Denver. Um, and we're getting Derek White back. And Derek White, like, lose, not having Derek White last night was kind of like you saw the, the issue there. But still, I think we beat them, right? I would say so. I think it's at Philly. I think you lose you that game. You lose at Philly. Wow. All right. It's only I, I thought we were going to go deeper than that. Okay. I apologize. Yeah, I think you lose at Philly. I know you guys have owned Philly um, year after year. And it's not even like a revenge playoff spot. I think that's certainly you know, part of it, but I think this Philly team plays hard. Um, you know, they gave you guys a really good series, had you on the ropes last year. I, I think it's at Philly. If it's not then, uh, I don't think it's for a while, maybe New York at home on the 13th. Um, maybe, but I, 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 I was looking hard. at it. I, I was looking at it. I thought it might be Orlando on the 24th. I'm not kidding. Like we, cause you're right. Philly played us well, but James Harden had to have two of his best playoff games of all time, like to beat us, like to even get us to game seven. Like, I think if you if you don't lose to Orlando, you guys will be 16 and 0. Or yeah. 15 and 0. That'd be insane. I, I, I just don't I don't see that happening. You have two games against Philly. You have Milwaukee. Uh, you have the Knicks. You know, remember when quickly went in and dropped what 40 last year in the in the garden? Uh, yeah, you need to do that. You're right. Good the point. Knicks are weird, man. I, I, Julius Randle, man, can we talk about how bad he has been? There's a reason none of us are picking that team outside of the fact that they've already lost their first play in tournament game. But uh, it seems weird. But Brunson quickly, I could see them getting hot. You know, who knows? It's just on a night to night basis. Teams right. lose. Like, why did Denver get blown out by Minnesota when they're light years better? Because it's a random regular season night. So you're right. You're a great point, Aaron. Thank you for bringing me back down. At That's Philly when is, is when you're losing your first game. Mine's the, mine, mine is Thanksgiving week against the Magic, so that's that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Listen, if we somehow make it, if we make it to double digits, like uh, if we're 10-0, I, that would be wild. Give me the stat. What is the best start a team has ever had in the NBA season? I want to. Would it have to have been the Bulls team or the, the Warriors team? No, shoot. Best. I think it was it might be like the 74 Lakers with Wilt, Jerry West, and Goodrich and Baylor. Um because once you up. get to that point too, then everybody starts talking about it and every game becomes more important. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I personally, I'm kind of glad that Nuggets have already had their stinker and gotten it out of the way. But yeah, no, that's fair. Like it's it's like it's like the NFL and like you're after like ever, so many people talk about it, like that winning streak to start the season. Yeah. Uh, I, I mistyped a word in Google to start an NBA season. Uh, yeah. Oh, 72 Lakers, 30, 33 wins. 33. No, holy shit. No, wait, God damn it. I, I hate this fucking Nate. Here we go. Sorry. It's the 90. Oh my God. Okay. That's changing on the fly. Yeah, I know. This is the worst thing. Start the season. Oh, it was the 2016 Warriors. They won 24 games in a row. Yeah, that's nuts. I don't think you're getting there, but uh one of the funniest, all right. So the longest winning streak to start a season and then miss the playoffs, you're you're never gonna get it. It's the 72 Pistons who won 10 games in a row to start the year and miss the playoffs. Wow. That's brutal. <laughs> so yeah, so it was the 2016 Warriors who ended up losing the finals that year. The, the team who has the longest winning streak to start the season and going to win the finals is the Hakeem Rockets in 94, who won 15 straight to start the season. That would be right where we're putting, you're putting them against that magic. Uh, that would be game 16. Yeah. I'm a, that's I'm a 130 this. tip, by the way, at Orlando. I Sleepy. hate that. Sleepy. I hate that. That's frustrating because Celtics don't play good day games. They yeah, sure that's, I think it's Philly one of the two times because both Philly games before then are on the road. I, I think there's a good a chance Friday you lose one of those. Thanksgiving. But um, yeah, Friday after the Black Friday, 1.30 tip, prime time, NBA maybe TV. It. Yeah, Orlando's winning that game. So maybe Orlando's a good bet at plus 600. I just think uh, the Celtics only slip once if they do. Um, I'll be at, at Innsbruck just screaming at the TV, and it's not going to be because of the Mizzou game. It'll be because of that <laughs> shit. Yeah, <sighs> at that point, we're not playing for the playoff anymore, so uh, right. we can we can say sign-hard to those hopes. Uh, okay, so Celtics, we both like them, but a little bit of trepidation upon that uh, Magic matchup later. Um, those are the East groups. Why don't we take a little break, and then we get to the three West groups? I love it. We'll be back. All right, we're back with the Western Conference now. Uh, we're just going to go right into West Group A. And Aaron, the Memphis Grizzlies look really good for this group. I'm kidding. I couldn't even say it without laughing. That's so bad. They're so bad. Um, it's the Grizzlies. They're so bad. The Grizzlies, the Suns, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Blazers. Do we have any records from these games? So, yes, the Grizzlies lost the only game of the group so far to the Blazers. Um, That was the close game the other night. Yes. Um, They play them again. Like, their next game is each other again, but it's not an end-season tournament game. So it's likely the Grizzlies will revenge them, avenge themselves, but it won't matter for this uh, the purposes of this tournament. Uh, So, rightly so, the Grizzlies are the longest shot right now. Uh, The Suns are the favorite. At plus 100, you have the Lakers in second place here at plus 225. They play each other their first game of the group in Phoenix. Okay. The Jazz are third there at plus 650, and then you have the Blazers uh, and the Grizzlies. So uh, I personally like the Lakers. As do I. 
plus 225 is a nice price. Uh, the big game for them, obviously, is the first one at Phoenix. I don't like where Phoenix is right now. We've talked about this in the past on our podcast. Uh, I think they have good home court advantage, but certainly no guarantees by next Friday. The big three will be all together. Uh, I think the Lakers size, the Lakers depth certainly make them, you know, a contender for that game. And I think it's possible they they went out the rest of the three. Whereas I can see maybe Phoenix slipping up at Utah, maybe slipping up at Memphis if they can turn things around by then. I think Ja will be back close to it. Um, maybe mm-hmm. not by then, but, um, you know, maybe the team will be playing better by Black Friday. Uh, so I, I I like the Lakers at plus 225. I, are, I agree with you. The Suns have their injury issues with their stars, but the Lakers also have just injury issues with their role players. Like they're, they were missing like four role players last night, if I remember correctly. Or mm. is it today they're missing like four role players? Oh, no, it was last night. Yeah, because they were down Vanderbilt. They were down Hachimura. They were down um, – I think they were down Gabe Vincent too. They were down like five guys last night. They're like are in their rotation. Not great. Um, so I I worry about that side of things too. Cause yeah, I mean, if we're wanting to really choose this Lakers team, we also have to figure out is LeBron because remember how like that first week of the season everyone was like LeBron's only gonna play 28 to 30 minutes. He played 35 minutes last night. He, he they're not sticking to that role because LeBron James wants to play basketball. So um, I feel like people forgot that that's a part of the factor too, is that LeBron James wants to play. Um, so I, I'm i choosing the Lakers too. But, and it's not that it, it it's, it's my lack of trust in every other team in this group. I, it, it reminds, it's kind of similar to that, like Bucks group in the East. It's yep. like this team Very is similar. like, I trust them, unfortunately, more than anyone else. Yeah, I just don't think it's 50% of the time the Suns win this group. I just that, that, that's what they're telling you. I don't think that's the case. I mean, they've they're on a three-game losing streak. Like why why do we have any faith in this team? Now they have two get-right spots at Detroit, at Chicago. Um but not helpful that they're coming off a little, you know, road three-game road trip right before this big game against LA. Um then they also don't have any rest in between their games like right. Oklahoma City and Minnesota are their two games in between their next group stage game. Uh, I, I don't I don't trust Philly or sorry, Phoenix uh, in this. So I'm glad we're aligned on the Lakers. I, it's also promising, as you mentioned, that LeBron is playing big minutes. Um, I think that that helps us here. I wish D'Angelo Russell were not playing big minutes, but that's, that's fair. It doesn't worry you at all that LeBron's playing these big minutes, though. This early not for our group stage bet. <laughs> That's great point. Great point. <laughs> but yes, long term, it does. I think 35 minutes a game, they need him to do that is a little bit concerning. Uh, maybe their depth isn't as good as we thought it is. If D'Angelo Russell is playing 35 minutes, Christian Wood is playing 29 minutes. Max Christie, again, you said they had some injuries uh, last game against the Magic. They lost that really, really bad 19 point loss. Um, But yeah, they... This team is okay when I think they're a full strength. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, Western Group B. This Doc is... Rivers was mad that the Nuggets were not in Group A for some reason. He felt like the, the Nuggets would take that as a slight uh, that they were put in Group B. <laughs> I'm sure they care. Doc, shut the fuck up. Um, anyways, <laughs> he no. said that on the broadcast. I was like, hold on, hold on. You had me, and then you, and then you lost me. <laughs> 
God forbid this was randomly selected. Um, <laughs> good lord, for real. Uh, West Group B is Denver, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Mavs, and the Rockets. And I know Denver already beat yep. the Mavs. One and zero. Which, truthfully, I think that's their toughest matchup. Like, I'm not worried about them playing the Clippers. I'm not worried about them playing the Pelicans. And God forbid me being worried about anyone playing the Rockets. Um, Because it ain't them. Um, Yeah, I think this is a nugget sweep. They've looked great outside of that one weird finagling loss against Mm -hmm. uh, Minnesota. Jokic being Jokic in the clutch is crazy. Like just seeing him hit that game winning, th- or I mean the game winning three against the Mavs is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just shutting up the Mavs fans, saying, "Oh my God, we're undefeated. You're you've played great. You've played terrible four teams. I'm so proud of you for making it this far." Um, the only team I think could make any sort of competitive run in this would be the Pelicans. Um, but I I am just so. So in on the this uh, Nuggets team winning their, their group. Yeah, Nuggets are in the in the favorites right now, plus one hundred five. So they actually have lower odds to win, as in long shot odds compared to Phoenix to win their group, despite Denver uh, already winning a game, That's which wild. just boggles my mind. Clippers are second, Pelicans are third, Mavs. Even though they lost one, I think they're playing well, and they're plus nine fifty. Uh, I think that's kind of high, actually. And then the Rockets are plus 1,200. Um, looking at the Nuggets schedule in this group, it's a, it's a bit interesting. They do have the Clippers at home. Um, and then they have the next game is New Orleans. So they have back-to-back in-season tournament games, which I think is kind of helpful. They do play that last game against Houston. It's their last game of a five-game road trip. Uh, yeah, it's a trap. I'm just going to say they could be, I hope they sweep the first three because I could see them walking to a trap there in Houston, uh, and losing that last game. So I, I think they're a good bet at plus one Oh five. I'm a little tempted by Dallas just in case Denver does slip up. Uh, cause I think those odds are a little high, but I, I think Denver should probably go three and one. Not even going with your Pelicans here. Not even gonna go with the Pelicans here. Yeah, I do. I do like how they're playing Denver at home, uh, in their in their third game. I think New Orleans could win at Houston. They play Dallas at home. I think that that'll be a really good game. Um, I think the Pelicans are are a good bet. It's just they have been kind of inconsistent. They they've had some games so far this season where they just don't show up defensively, uh, especially Zion, and that, that's a little concerning from a motivational night to night perspective. Um, they did just come off that bad loss against the Hawks at home. So I don't have full confidence in this team, but they're certainly talented enough to win this group. And uh, that, I think it was like two weeks ago, the ugly game against New York on, uh, yeah, that was 96, 87. <laughs> that was miserable. No one wanted to watch that game except I had to, cause there was nothing else on at the time. Um, and the okay. tough thing is, well, we also get a litmus test of new Orleans versus Denver it's a non-in-season tournament game, but they play each other tomorrow on Monday. Yeah. Uh, it's at Denver. So we kind of get a sense of how those two teams stack up for free. Uh, it doesn't really impact our bets here. So 
maybe they win that game and then Denver can come back and get revenge and when it matters for this group stage. Yeah. Great point. Um, yeah, I'm interested to, that's like the, the Pelicans for me, like the only team that makes any sort of competitive grab, uh, for this in my mind, the Mavs were the best like competition, I think for the, the nuggets in general, but I still think the Pelicans had the second best chance. I think if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think, um, I think people are maybe overreacting to the one Mavs loss. I just, if the Mavs were to win the group, the Nuggets would probably have to lose two games. So that's what you're betting on if you're betting on the Mavs, because I think the way the tiebreakers work, because Denver beat Dallas, if they're both three and one, I would imagine Denver wins the group. Uh, You can fact check me on that. I don't remember all the nuances of the tiebreakers, but if you're betting on Dallas, I would think you kind of have to have Denver lose two. I just think they're too too good of a team at this point, probably to go two and two. I agree. I agree. Um, it is a tough group, though. Yeah, I agree. But I think the toughest of the groups is what Group West see. I think this is the toughest to predict. Um, you got the Kings, the Warriors, yeah, a bad group. Timberwolves, the Thunder, and the Spurs. The winner of this group literally might be three, a two and two. I I, I think this could be it, the two and two group. Yeah, this could be the two and two group. Um. The Warriors beat the Thunder. Is that the only game that's happened in this one? Yeah. There yep, a... that's right. Okay. Um, the rest of the games happen on the on the tenth, I think. Okay. I uh, man, if the Thunder would have won that Warriors game, that would have been my pick, but they lost, and now I'm uh, I'm very down and out. And I uh, he also shot Shea's injured, so right, and that's the other thing. I don't know, I know. how I don't know his situation, so I don't I don't I don't want to bet on them, especially after off off the loss. But even before then, same thing with the Kings too, which I kind of think this makes this group maybe a little bit easier than it would be at full strength. Is De'Aaron Fox isn't back yet? I think he could come back this road trip, is what I'm seeing. Um, but I still just don't have full faith without a guarantee that Fox is going to be on the court. Um. Again, it's a group where you have to lay juice for the favorite for Golden State Warriors. They're minus 105 right now to win this group, but really? they're one and oh, and I think they're playing really well. I, I think I think they'll probably win this group uh, just with the uncertainty around the other two stars. I, I would I would say Golden State's the bet, but you're right on paper when healthy. This group is stacked. Aaron, I mean, yeah, the Kings are two and three, but every other team is over 500. I mean, it's, we're five games in the season. I really should take that with a massive grain of salt. But, like, T-Wolves haven't looked great, but they're, like, two losses haven't been, like, terrible losses. That's it. I need to take that really quickly back. There was one bad loss in there. But, like, they they haven't looked terrible, and I think they're still trying to figure out everything on that end. And San Antonio beat the Suns twice. Was Booker yeah. in for one of them and out the other? Sure was, but doesn't change the fact that they still beat them twice. Um, and the... T-Wolves have looked good. I mean, man, that, that Hawks loss is killing me. And the shitty Raptors game is going to just hurt my head for the rest of the time for them. But Hawk even still. consistent. Jesus. Incredibly. And I can't. I Cat is going to hurt my head. Cat's just going to hurt my head. Aaron, can I ask you a question? Can, mm-hmm. and I, I, I hope you just don't have their stats up right now. Can you. Tell me shooting if shooting under 40% is a good is a good stat. <laughs> is it a good stat? Is it a I'm good stat? Say no. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, you'd be correct. That's where Cat's at right now. He's uh, he's under forty percent from the field. Um, not good. Not as bad as Julius Randle. That's true, but you know, for the best shooting big man of all time to be at twenty five percent from three point range. That's true. I forgot he was. Yeah. People forget that he claimed he self claimed that dickhead. Anyways, and they also had a, a more impressive season last year than Denver. People forget that too. God, I hate him. God, I hate him. <laughs> But you know what's funny? Although, although they did just beat them by uh, 21. So maybe maybe he's right. They have three centers in their top five scores. That's just awesome. Yeah, not Reed is playing out of his mind. McDaniels is back, which helps him defensively. I think they missed him the first couple of games of the year. Yeah. Uh, Edwards has been, I mean, the stats look good. But night to night, he's kind of been a little inconsistent. And that's who he's going to be. Still really young player, but. Um, I don't think he's really taken, even though he's averaging 26 points per game, like so far, I don't think he's taken the super, superstar leap that we thought in terms of approach night to night consistency. He's not quite there yet. So I don't feel confident enough, like backing them in this good of a group. I mean, you play their last three games at Golden State versus Sacramento versus OKC. It's nice. You have two of those games at home, but I think they could lose all of those games if OKC and Sacramento are healthy. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust them fully. Ant looks horrendous in game one against the Raptors, like horrendous. And ever since then, he's looked a lot better. That's that I, I, he was bad. Um, What was that game? I bet on him, of course, to score 20 points and he had 11 points at halftime and then he had eight points. So it made it look close against uh Miami yeah against Miami and he finished with 19 he had eight bullshit points right at the end he was just completely checked out that entire game checked out uh shot poorly and he just decided he's not going to be involved I mean he was literally saying they were trying to give it to him in crunch time when the game was still close in the fourth quarter and he was like he would get the ball and instantly pass to like Nas Reed like go ahead Nas Cook uh and Nas had a great shooting night but like that mental shit seeing that uh, against a tough Miami team, they didn't have Jimmy Butler, so like they were shorthanded. But I just don't like seeing that from my best player. Is Miami good? No, I don't think they're good. Okay, cool. I just didn't want to. I I, I was going to be really happy that my my preseason pick for them not to be good was uh, was was still warranted. Um, okay, yeah, they're cool. two and four. Uh, it's just been it's they haven't had consistency with lineup. I mean. How many games has Jimmy Butler played? I think he's missed at least two. Uh, Bam has been pretty solid. Hero's been good. Also, Butler's only missed one game. But okay, only one. Butler and Bam have only missed one. He has game. been bad though. He has been bad shooting forty percent from the field. Oof. Yeah. Um. I uh, I don't love a team. What What I do love is that Bam is averaging twenty points a game. That's nice. No, Bam's been good. Tyler Hero shooting twenty one shots per game. Don't love that number, but you need him to because there's no one else on that team who can. Yeah, and Jimmy's like, "All right, guys, please just can we not make me turn it on until March? Can we can we do that?" Yeah. So I and think he... I think that's the whole premise. But dude, you guys are two and four. Wake the fuck up. So maybe th- maybe they'll play in this tournament. Um, they'll play better. I this team will be hanging around. They will be relevant. They won't be great, but they will be hanging around in the playing area. Uh, and we'll be talking. It's going to be the same conversation again. Maybe they won't make the same run, but they're going to turn it on in March and they will be competitive. I hate this. I hate right now, they're not good. No, they're not. 
Um, sorry, I need to make my pick. Um, yeah, I said Warriors. I know, I know you did. I'm saying the Spurs. Wow. I. Uh, wow. All right. Is this recency I, bias for Wimby after dropping 38? Sure, might be. Um, no, I. I like the fact that they play the Timberwolves and the Kings at home. I plus think 13, they're going to lose. Plus 1,300 on the Spurs. Right. Not bad. No, not terrible. Um, I think what sucks is that they play the Warriors at, uh, at Golden State. That'll be like the... Yeah, that's a game they lose. Um, but it is the last game of the play-in, though. That's the thing. Like, could like the Warriors be like, we're... Three and zero. I know if the if well, the Spurs are it's actually the it's actually the Warriors' third game. It might be the Spurs' last, but it's it's the Warriors' third game. Oh, thank um, you. Yes, yeah, the Spurs. So last they one. still have at Sacramento after that. That's just a game San Antonio is going to lose. It's you go into the Den, uh, the Lions Den. Warriors, even if they're competitive, Warriors make a run on the third. Like they will, they will lose that game. Even though Wimby against that front line. Theoretically, could be could be interesting. That's that's my thing. Is like can, yeah. But you're right. The Warriors have looked so good. You gotta go with the Warriors. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I feel like minus 105. They've already won a game. They're more consistent. Chalk on this though, it's tough. I mean, so how many how many areas am I going chalk here? I went with um, all three in the Western Conference chalk. So you're picking? No, you pick Spurs. I I know, but you're right. I am saying the Spurs, but I am. Deep down, knowing that the Warriors probably going to win it, but like I'm picking the Spurs because one betting odds, I think they're probably the second best team as of right now in this in this group. Like playing, they have the momentum as of right now. You're right; they might be a little, it might be a little recency bias, but they go play the they go play the Raptors later today. I, I mean, they're sorry, they're home against the Raptors later today. They go to Indiana, and Indiana has looked great in some games, but whenever mm-hmm. Halliburton's not playing. I don't love this team at all. That's the thing, and I, I, I wish I wouldn't have picked them for our draft, like our over-unders draft, because that's the thing that worries me, is if Halliburton's out like he has been every year for like 15 to 20 games, that ruins yeah. the and so That's true. That's, that's, what worry, that's what worries me. And they beat the Knicks, but they don't play their first playing game until Friday. They have a four-game – they have a four – no – they play five games in the next seven days. Yeah, the Toronto, Indiana at New York. Then you come back home from Minnesota. Then you have Miami in between your next game against Oklahoma City. It, that's the other thing that I really dislike about this playing tournament. I I don't know why they just don't group together the four games and just there's a clear advantage. We need to be looking at these schedules in between playing playing games. Or I don't know. I'm calling playing in season tournament games. I know I'm mixing it up too. It's because there's two new there there are things yes. two new things that have happened within the past three years. The point years. of this podcast, yeah. Um, we need to be looking because that's a tough slate, right? Miami in between those two at New York at Indiana. Those are tough games, and Minnesota. Talk about a team that can actually kind of match Wimby's size. Yeah, Bear Nas, interesting, but. Gobert won't be able to stay in front of Wemby. That's the thing. You're if right. If Wemby decides to play, if Wemby decides that's the game he's going to start playing on the outside, Wemby won't. I mean, Gobert won't be able to stay in front of him. Gobert will fight with, like, be able to like battle with him down low, rebound with him. Nas won't be able to rebound with him. He's too small. 
And Cat, I here's the difference. Please put Cat on Wemby. That's the thing. If Cat <laughs> somehow gets switched on Wemby, it's gonna be foul central. We're gonna have that's the that's what I'm never gonna choose. That's why I choose the Timberwolves for a regular season over under, but I will never choose them for a playoff like championship title because you still have a guy named Carl Anthony Towns who could get like five fouls in three minutes. I would I can't wait to see Chet versus Wemby on November 14th in this group. That's that's gonna put out your popcorn, get your candy left over from Halloween and, and watch that game of the two Slendermen. That'll be great. Go back and watch the U18 World Cup whenever they were both playing in it, when they play against each other. It is it, it's high school basketball, but it is still insane, the highlights of those two going up against each other. Because there's some beef there. There will always be beef there because Wemby had the opportunity. Like, if he wanted to, he could have came in last year's draft and he was going to be the number one pick. And Chet was always about, like, I'm the best over seven-foot guy. And you saw it in the preseason. Wemby went at Chet, like, mm-hmm. a few times. And we're going to see that again. And that's what's going to interest me. I think Chet just might have the better supporting cast around him. It's true. Yeah, if she, if Shea's healthy. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. Better. If Shea's healthy, yeah. That 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 that'll play the bigger factor. But so you're 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 optimistic about the Spurs, but you you think the Warriors are win. I am very optimistic about the Spurs. I think the Spurs could pose a threat even to that Warriors team. I do agree with you going into the Chase Center. Going into Golden State is just tough for anyone. Um so yeah, I am optimistic and I would put money on the Spurs. I would not. Yeah, it's a good it's a good long shot, but you can hedge it out. Uh, Like you said, they play the Warriors later in that in that slate. So and the thing is, you could get out of that bet if you want. Right. And the other thing is, I don't like putting money on the Warriors in that group. That's the thing I don't like is putting the the money like I have to put more money to get to get less money back. That's fair. That's like the one group I wouldn't want to do that in. Because we, I could just think get... the fact that they've won one game, they're playing so well. I think they beat Minnesota, which is their next game. I think they beat. We just talked about it. I think they beat San Antonio. You come down, you're three and zero at Sacramento. Maybe that's the tough game where De'Aaron Fox is back. I could see them losing that. Um, I just would like to get in before before they're sitting at three and zero. True, and the thing is, they are the better. Like I think. Sacramento and Oklahoma City both run similar like types of play. They have a bunch of guys who can I think the difference is Oklahoma City actually has a defense. Mm-hmm. Sacramento still has yet to prove that they have a defense of some sort. Um, but I think they both are like pace teams that can run you up and down the floor if they need to. Oklahoma City at least can slow it down a little bit. Um, but I think their play is so similar. I think that's what Golden State does so well against is these teams that play in pace. Um, so I think that is what helps them. So interesting to see how that one goes. So I don't know if I, I I don't know if you're prepared for this part of the question though, who is your wild card though from each group? So like current conference, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like if golden state's going to win group C. Yeah. I would choose San Antonio to be my, my wild card. Interesting. Okay. That's like that's I don't think it's Phoenix and I don't think it's the Mavs. And I would choose Western Conference. I'm choosing the Spurs. The Eastern Conference, since I chose the Hawks to win group A, I'll choose the Sixers to be the the wild card. Sixers and who in the East? Well, no, I'm saying since I chose the Hawks as my group A, yeah. 
I'm choosing the Sixers as my See, wild card. Who's your second? Don't aren't there two wild the, cards? Just one wild card. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's only four teams. Oh, okay. I thought there was okay. Um well in that case, only one wild card. Just consider I do like the Mavs. I think they're playing really well right now. Uh, but they have already lost one game, so that doesn't feel like the one pick to make. Um I would probably go Sacramento or Oklahoma City if I had more clarity around mm. those stars injuries. I'll go with the Clippers. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll I, th- I think West somebody makes it out of Westby, uh, out of those Clippers, Pelicans, Mavs. You're already okay with the fact that they're probably going to be playing a lot of growing pains in some of these playing games, these in-season games. That's a good point, and I actually forgot about Harden uh, to, for a second there. Harden yeah. is officially playing his first game uh, tonight, I think. Is or he really? The, the next game they play is going to be his first game. Uh, that would be not tonight. It would be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you're right. right. I'm off the Clippers. Yeah, I would be. You know what? I'm sick with the Mavs. I think they go three and one. Uh, I think their only losses to Denver. I I think they sweep the sweep the rest of the games here. I'll I'll go with Dallas. It's a reasonable selection. What about the East? The East. Man, that Group C is so bad that I just think the Magic could be a really good pick here. Um, yeah. I don't think it's anyone in Group B. I don't think it's anyone in Group B. I think I'll go Indiana because they are 1-0 here already. Um, I think they could beat Detroit pretty easily if they wanted. I think they could beat Atlanta. At that point, maybe you know they get in at 3-1. and one. I, I like Indiana there. Okay. But the Magic are a close second. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, I think we both have Denver versus Boston in the finals of this. Probably, yeah. I would need to see the matchups. Uh, I mean, it's shocking. Let's take the two best teams. I I don't think the Lakers will probably be as consistent. I could see the Warriors winning this. Uh, I, th- I think that's actually who I'm going to pick. Okay. Uh, I think I, the Warriors uh, win this, and I actually want to pull up the odds now to see what that's at. That's a great call. I I don't think that's a terrible call, especially their their thing is if they can keep healthy. Their thing is if they can keep Draymond, Wiggins, Clay, and Curry all healthy because Clay looks. Gosh, I hate how good he looks. Nuggets and Celtics are tied for the lowest odds at plus seven fifty. So you're getting a pretty good return on any of these, honestly. Like. Throwing a flyer on both those teams is not bad. The Warriors are fourth in the odds at plus 950. That's a pretty good price, I think, considering they are already 1-0 here. Um, so moving toward winning their group um, or maybe making you know that wild card spot. The Bucks at plus 800 is just a bad bet. If you are out there, I know we have a lot of people I know in the Chicago area who are Bucks fans. Please don't, the please don't waste your money. Uh, yeah, or the Houston area. Logan, please do not bet on the bucks and waste your money. Uh, I'm glad the state of Texas has disallowed gambling for you. Same with the Suns. Those two teams being in the top five is is mispriced. Um, a long shot, Mitch. You like the Hawks. They're plus thir- uh, 3,000. Oh, wow. Your Spurs are plus 6,000. I don't think they win the whole thing, though. 
No, I don't. The Sixers, don't Sixers are kind of a fun bet. I think at plus eighteen hundred, I I don't think those are bad odds for them. What about so, our favorite team, the New York Knicks? The New York Knicks plus four thousand. Owen one, Owen one will do that for you. Um, I think the best bet here is probably the Warriors. I, I think just yeah. there's a lot of variability with these games, and at the end of the day, you got to remember these are regular season games, so. The best teams, yes, they're favored for a reason, but they're more likely to win a series rather than a random game. Uh, the Nuggets would have to go through the Warriors. I think the Warriors match up interestingly with Denver. They always play them tough. Um, and this Warriors team, to me, I I think they're they've entered my Russell class for the West. I think that's where I kind of want to end end my take in regards to this in season tournament. Bigger picture, I think the Warriors have a shot to make a run this year. I like where they're at. You're right. They need to stay healthy, but they're motivated as hell coming off of last season and that debacle with pool. Uh, Kaminga looks incredible. Kaminga looks good. Gary Payton is back in the fold. Sarich is playing well for them. Dude, I uh, told you, I told you Sarich was going to be good for them. I like Sarich. Hottest man alive. Dario Sarich is what uh, my friend Rob <laughs> and I call him. When he has that ugly mustache, but uh, hottest man alive. Dario Sarich. And Curry is just, you know, MVP caliber right now. So I like the Warriors as a bet in this tournament. And honestly, I think they can make a run long term here uh, in the playoffs. I haven't been impressed by the other two teams that are kind of been up there for us, Mitch, and the Suns and the Lakers. I think the Warriors have been the second best team in the West. Aaron, can I ask you another question while we're uh, just, you know, talking about it? Well, talk about the Warriors team. Um, is 4% from three point range good? Oh, God. <laughs> Because that's what Chris Paul's shooting from three. <laughs> On three and a half threes a game, he's shooting 4% from three. That's so horrendous. <laughs> that is so bad. What is his actual, like, what is his actual number? I think threes he, versus attempted. I think he's at least one. I, I'm not, I don't have it for Well, yes. Number. Thank you. Uh, no, I think it's had, just one. I think it's he's just had to hit game. one three in order to be at any sort of percentile. No, I think he's only made one three. That's what I'm telling you. I don't know how many he's taking, though. I ESPN I'm does pull, not I'm give pulling, me the I'm pulling it up. Thank you, because I don't. ESPN's being a dick and not giving me the full take. But here's the other thing we should talk about is the fact that Cur- is. Curry, is, Curry is shooting 55, 46, and 95. He's one for 21 on the season. Chris Paul for three. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's shooting 33, 34% from the field. But you know I what? Mean, it doesn't. The, doesn't matter because this man is still averaging nine assists a game, and he still has stretches where he's cooking people from the mid range. Like if he can give you a nice five minute stretch to hold off a team uh, when Curry can rest, like the Curry on off numbers have been the Warriors' kryptonite throughout this entire run. Um, that's where they let teams back in the game. We see the same thing with Denver and Jokic. So mm-hmm. when you can have a Chris Paul, even if he's a shell of himself to just play good for five minutes a game and hold down the fort, get other team teammates involved. That's what he's going to do for them. It's not pretty, but you know, they're five and one. And if, like you said, if Curry's shooting the way he is, I, I don't think it matters if Chris Paul is one for a hundred from three. <laughs> the issue is the, I worry, I will consistently worry about this Warriors team rebounding with anyone. Um, yeah. Looney's going to have to play big in all these games. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, okay, so I got some size they're going up against Gobert, Wimby, Chet, 
although he's not a good rebounder. Sabonis. Touch averaging eight a game. Yeah, it's been pretty inconsistent, though. He's had a couple nights where he's getting four boards. It's like, come on, brother. Yeah, it is. It is sometimes horrendous. Um, uh, before we go, do we? Uh, I, I feel like we should. We we should have done this last week, and I feel like we haven't done it yet, or we haven't at least been. We should have done it last week with Carl. We didn't do it. Um, uh, we need to I do our. Yeah, we got to do our uh, NBA Finals pick. Um, I know we're talking about the in-season tournament a lot, but we uh, we didn't do it at all uh, with Carl, and I and I apologize to Carl. We didn't ask him the question. Well, I think he actually did sneak it in. I think he said Denver was going to beat Boston. Shit, he did. You know what? We didn't even ask it, and he still said it. You're right. And Maybe I think that's my take. Denver's beating Boston in the finals. Sorry, bud. That's okay. It's okay. We won't Listen. be talking in June. <laughs> We'll have to be recording two separate podcasts a week. Um, we'll have to bring on two separate hosts. You'll bring on Evan. I'll have Adam. Yeah. And I will tell you, have fun editing. That will be what I tell you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm going to be fucked. Your propaganda is going to get out there, and I'm going to be silenced. The silent majority. Denver. Yeah, I, I think it's Denver over Boston right now. I don't see a case for anybody else in the Eastern Conference. No. Uh, the Bucks are going to look better. I still don't think they're even close to what Boston is. In the West, I think it's the Warriors going to give Denver a potentially tough run. Um, hopefully, we won't have to see them until late. There are a few teams that are just going to make it tough, though. Dallas plays us tough. New Orleans can play us tough. Lakers. Uh, the Lakers. I mean... The conference is deep, so I do think Denver's run to the finals is going to be trickier. I think they're a better team than Boston. I don't think anybody has the answer for Jokic. Denver is just way more consistent offensively in big moments, historically. Uh, I will take Denver. Does my hot take of Celtics winning 65 games look terrible? Well, considering you think they're going to go undefeated until Black Friday, <laughs> uh <laughs> I mean, it's still kind of hot, but uh, I don't think it's as preposterous. Like 60 games might be still. I think they win 60. Yeah. 60 and 22. Yeah. 60 and 22. Not not a terrible take. So that honestly seems kind of low for them when you say that out loud. Like, wow. Right. Where where are the 22 (laughs) losses coming from? Listen, we'll probably have like two or three games where like both KP and like a guard are out. Like that's going to suck. We'll probably have two or three of those. So I'll, I'll count those already out. We'll have a game where Horford isn't there and we're going to have to play a lot more Luke Cornette minutes, which he looked great last night against the Nets. Congratulations. No, don't, don't no, 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 no. I'm just saying like Luke Cornette, like looks good against a team that has no size. That's what I was trying to say. Like, yeah, congratulations. That's also you, fair. you looked good against a team that had no size. My point is also, I think there are still, you're right. You're asking yourself, where are these 22 losses coming from? And I'm doing the math in my head over here. It might be like, 13 of them are coming from the West. That's the thing. Like a lot of them will probably come from the Western conference. Like I'm not, it'll be the Eastern conference is when we'll beat up on, but the West is the the issue for us. I feel like, so we'll see how that goes. So um, I don't know if one gave your in-season tournament winner prediction. Oh, I said, I, I'm saying the, I'm saying the uh, Nuggets. Okay. And then because finals. I, I think it'll be a rematch of the in-season tournament championship of Celtics Nuggets. Go on chalk. All right. 
but I think it'll be the Celtics over Nuggets. I mean, who's who shocked Bias Mitchell over here? Because oh, I think you're yeah. right. I think you're I think you're right. The Celtics are gonna have an easier road. The only quote unquote issue I could see them getting is the Bucks. And the Bucks have not looked great. They are gonna they're gonna be that team yeah. at the deadline who might try to get some buyout guys. But I don't even know if they can due to the fact that they're already in that like second tier or the second whatever the heck it is of the hard the salary cap issue and like the luxury tax. So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure all that math out over here. Um yeah. I think the Sixers can give you a tough series. I don't think there's any world they beat you. Um, not as constructed though. Not as constructed. I really I think don't... they give you a tough I think they win at least two games, play you play you physical if Embiid is healthy. But again, Embiid in the playoffs has not been proven. You're right about the road. Uh and that's mattered in recent years. Uh Warriors Boston certainly a huge factor why the warriors won that series people forget boston was up in that series two to one right um but even still fatigue hit them after playing two seven game series denver heat last year very clearly i mean denver lost three games miami had to gut out every single series even the 4-1 defeat over milwaukee which was their easiest series probably um just record wise that was a series where Jimmy had to expend tons of energy and the rest of that team had to expend tons of energy. So it's a fair point. I'm kind of, you know, ignoring that uh, for the sake of my Denver take. I think that's the, I think that's the argument for Boston. I just offensively in big moments, man, I know Boston is really talented. They have even, you know, two more options with Drew and Kristaps. I just trust Jokic to get a good shot every time down the floor. And I don't know who's creating that for Boston. I don't think Tatum is that guy yet. And even though he's been fantastic, I don't, I don't trust him to create shots for five minutes straight in the fourth quarter of a game six, game seven of the finals. Like I'm not there yet. Maybe we'll get there. Did he not do it last year against Philly in game six? I mean, do I? Yeah, but he didn't do, he's inconsistent night to night. Right. I mean, that's fair for three quarters. And then, and then he wakes up in game six. That's uh, fair. That's fair. Jokic is doing it every night. He's not, but not, you're not playing in close games every night, Aaron. This help, that's, but in the playoffs, you're right. The playoffs, in the Lakers, I mean, every game was close. Suns, right. those no, I, games were close. That's what I was saying. That's what Even I the, the Wolves. That's what I thought the playoffs. But you're right. No, I, and that's what the difference for the past few years to this year is that the Celtics have looked so much better in like closing minutes and games that's that's compared to, like to the la- first year of joe and the first year of Eme and the last few years of brad we had terrible offense in the last like few minutes of games the past few games the start of the season we've looked good to like close out games but even still it's, it's well but also you guys have had the biggest point differential like i mean i know the new york game was close philly was also close i mean sorry uh, miami was close the point differential is because of the fact that we just slapped of Indiana in the mouth and, we'll and Washington and Washington. So like, yeah, I mean the other, I guess are right around 10 points or fewer. So yeah. So that's a fair point on both those games. Um, we are never yeah, going to we'll be see. able to record in June together. If we, if, we, if our you're, you're, ent- you're entering a stretch here, let's see how they play at Minnesota at sure. Philly. Uh, I think their group is pretty easy. We talked about this. They're, they're the right favorite in group C. <laughs> I wonder if they're getting, you know, feeling down about being listed in group C. Um, this will be fun. I, I hope we get a preview because when do they even play each other like scheduled wise? 
And I January nineteenth in Boston. Yes. We should go to that game. Well, no, I only was looking for tickets because I was trying to figure out when they played in Denver because I was going to March seventh. Yeah, yeah, I remember because it was around my birthday. Your was, birthday. Yeah. I know. I was going to try to see if I could. Because uh, what is what day is that? Is that like a like a Thursday or something? Right, Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, nine p.m. Yeah. Central. Woo! So you can we can work that night, that day remotely, and then uh, take take that night and enjoy the game. Maybe have a Friday or drive back. Right. Yeah, we can talk about that offline. That's a good idea. Yeah, I was going to say. I got a, I got a, I got a client, my client out in Denver who might not be able to hook us up with that one. So I'll, uh, I'll there we go. That. Um, thanks everyone for listening to us. Just ramble on about the end season tournament. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, go thunder. Wait, what? Whoa. Whoa. Where's that? Spurs. If anything, you've been Spurs. Spurs yeah. All podcast. Go Spurs, go Celtics, go nuggets. Uh, gosh, I'm so mad at myself for saying go thunder. Anyways, have a great rest of your week, guys.